welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome back to the program. I have to tell you, I'm really excited about today's topic. I've been wanting to talk to you about it for maybe six weeks or so, but I just couldn't come up with the imagery that would really make the idea pop that could kind of tie everything together in a way that had a chance to really make a difference. But then, I don't know, yesterday it just kind of came together. So we're going to give it a go. Here's the overall topic, regardless of the imagery. I love having great conversations. You know what that's like, right? Maybe it's you and one other person or a small group, and talking and listening just feels very natural, very productive. You say some things, and they listen to what you say. They say some things, and you listen to what they say. Everybody feels like they matter. Everybody feels heard. Everybody feels respected. And you walk away from that great conversation And you feel like you've learned some things, which is great. And you also feel like you may have contributed to encouraging them. I love conversations like that. But I got to be honest with you. They do not always go that way. Instead of feeling peaceful and easy and enjoyable, a lot of conversations feel forced. They feel uncomfortable or one-sided. Sometimes selfishness is put on full display in conversations, and I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy it when someone else is monopolizing the topic and making it all about themselves. I know you don't either. And when I walk away from a conversation, and I felt like that's what I did, I monopolized it. I didn't ask them any questions. I didn't show much interest. I don't feel good about that when I walk away, and I'm pretty sure that they don't either. I happen to spend a lot of time talking to people. It's just part of what I do, either here at the local church where I work or certainly friends and family just like you do. Quite a few times during the year, I get to travel to other places to preach the gospel, see old friends, meet a lot of new people. And here's what's interesting. The difference between a great conversation and a poor one is not really affected by the history going into it. In other words, I can have an amazing conversation with someone that I just met for the first time who is nothing like me. And then again, I can have a very deflating or unproductive conversation with someone that I've talked to a thousand times. It turns out, no matter who you're conversing with, there are a few things that happen when it goes well. And we're going to talk about that. And remember today, your first and primary goal is to get better yourself. We want to see others improve, but it's got to start with me because I know I can get better in conversations. Oftentimes, the difference between one that feels great and one that feels wasted is on me, and maybe you can say the same. Also, even if it's the other person, somebody you work with, it's just a terrible conversationalist, somebody in your home or at church, the number one way that you affect change is by your behavior. So that's where we're going to start. But you also may want to have a bit of a conversation about 
how to have better conversations, in which case I'm hoping that our imagery today will bring clarity to the points and maybe just something you can use to try to help other people. Our episode title is Conversing with Balloons. And what I'll be sharing with you is how, through the demonstration of balloons, you can see the difference between great interactions and poor ones. Here's the way the imagery works today. Imagine in your pocket is a bag of balloons. They're not yet inflated, of course. They represent your thoughts, your ideas, your topics of interest, stories from your past. Basically, it's a bag of things that you would like to talk about. And when you walk up to someone else and say hello, you need to understand that they have a bag of balloons in their pocket as well. So how's this going to work? Well, here's the way it often goes. Two people walk up to one another. One of them pulls a balloon out of his pocket, blows it up, and shows it to the other person. He talks about that balloon, its color, its size, and how much he enjoys it. As soon as he is done speaking, the other person takes a pin and pops that balloon, pulls a balloon out of their pocket, blows it up, ties it off, holds it out, and starts talking about their balloon, the color of it, how much they love it, and how much it means to them. Well, as you've probably seen many times, that sets the theme for the interaction. As soon as they're done, what does the other person do? They pop that balloon and they blow up another one of theirs and they talk about it. And they go back and forth, popping one another's balloons, not even, not even commenting on it, just pop and going right back to their own pocket. Does that sound familiar to you? This is what happens when somebody talks about what they want to talk about. The other person is barely listening. They're waiting on them to stop speaking so that they can turn the attention to themselves. So they immediately begin talking about their own thing, giving no credibility to what was just said. And of course, when they're done, the other person just forgets that that happened, and the other person goes right back into whatever they wanted to talk about. It's like watching two people monologue at each other. I'll talk about me for a while. When I pause, you talk about you for a while. When you pause, I'll talk about me again. And you say, well, that's not the same as popping a balloon. It's more like ignoring their balloon. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's the way it feels. If I trust you enough to interact with you and tell you something about me, and you completely ignore it and turn the attention to yourself, you just popped my balloon. You said, I don't care about that. I've got more important things to talk about. I loathe conversations like that. Of the three different types of conversations we'll be talking about today, this is the one I am most committed not to be a part of. And I mean that in two ways. One, I will not be that first person to pull out a needle and pop the other person's balloon. I will not ignore what you've said and go right into some story it reminded me of about my life. I am not going to be that person anymore. Nobody wants to have a conversation with that person. Secondly, I'm about over having those conversations altogether. If every time I talk about something, you ignore it and just bust into what you want to say, I mean, look, I, I like you and all, and I'll continue to do anything that you need, and I'll be there for you, but why would I want to talk to someone who's not listening, who doesn't care, who just 
used my information to trigger an opportunity to pull out their balloon and talk about how much bigger and better it is. So let's see if we can do a little bit better than that. First of all, a whole slew of Bible verses come to mind when I think about interactions like this. The Bible in Philippians chapter 2 says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, verse 3, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, most people think that they don't violate this passage, but conversation is about the truest tell there is, what people think about and talk about. So what about this? What about if you and I approach one another and say hello, and I go first? I pull a balloon out of my pocket, and I blow it up, and I hold it out, and I tell you about it. You do not use it as an opportunity to remind you of something you want to show me. Instead, you either comment on that balloon, or you do the coolest thing. You ask a follow-up question. Follow-up questions are awesome. A follow-up question says, I am genuinely listening to you. I listened to you describe your balloon. I've observed it. And instead of pulling out one of my own, I'm actually going to ask you to tell me more about your balloon. How do you think that makes people feel? Makes them feel great. Now, after I've made one follow-up comment or asked that question and they talk a little bit more about it, Now, maybe I say, you know, that reminds me of something, and I blow up a balloon. I haven't popped yours. I've said, hey, I like that thing. Hold on to that. And now I blow up my balloon, and you do the same thing to me. You don't go right back to what you were talking about. You say, that's really cool. Let me ask you a little bit more about that balloon. And before you know it, we've had a five-minute conversation, each of us holding about three balloons apiece. Nothing got popped. Everything got described. The other person listened. I got to tell you about mine. I genuinely invested some time in getting to know more about yours. And we both leave that great conversation feeling happy. We feel heard. We feel connected. We feel rewarded. Think about what Philippians chapter 2 is saying. If I put more emphasis on you on your topic, on what matters to you, and you're willing to do the same to me, everybody wins. So a couple of things about that. Stop popping people's balloons just to get to your own. Instead, try to keep the attention on them, at least for a follow-up question or two, and then take your opportunity. Now, I got to say something else about this that really wears me out. This is where it gets out of our control a little bit and where we might want to tell them about this episode and see if it helps. How about a conversation where the other person blows up their balloon, tells me about it, I comment on it, they're happy about that, I ask a follow-up question, they're happy about that. So when the time is right, I pull out the balloon and blow it up and say, well, I guess it's my turn, to which they quickly reply by, popping mine and going back to their pocket again. Now look, I'm game for two rounds of this. I'll do that again. I'll say, oh, I see you got another color balloon there. That's pretty cool. Tell me more about that. And they'll tell you about it. Makes them happy, you know. And then I'm thinking, all right, now it's my turn. I take my turn. 
Pop my balloon once, I'm still in. Pop it twice, and I'm out of there. So this is one of those things where you need both people to get the point. Being a good example will make a big difference, but maybe you could also talk to them about this ridiculous balloon illustration and see if it helps. Okay, so let's change the scenario just a little bit. It's still two people talking. They're about to have this exchange. Except this time, it's not about me telling you things that are personal to me and you things that are personal to you. This time, we're just going to discuss a common topic, like uh, the weather or children or church or faith or politics or whatever. This isn't, I'll tell you a story about my vacation and then eventually you tell me about yours. This is a common discussion arena, which can also be great, and we learn some things, and we share some things, and we both walk away smarter, but a lot of times it just doesn't go very well, and here's why. Two people approach one another, and after some general greeting, one of them pulls a balloon out of their pocket and blows it up and tosses it in between them. They're about to converse on a common topic that they both may have interest in. Now, because the one person brought it up and blew up that balloon and described it a little bit, when he tosses it into the middle, he may even reach out and bump it up with his hand one time just to keep it afloat, but eventually he's seeking a little bit of validation for the topic that he's introduced. He's expecting the other person to reach out and bump up that same balloon to keep the conversation going. But what often happens instead? The other person sometimes will just stare at that balloon until it falls all the way down to the floor, like it was a total waste of time and energy, step on that balloon, blow up their own, and toss it out into the middle. There are some people who have trouble engaging in conversations if the topic was not their idea. It's common. There's room to discuss it, but I don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. I want to talk about what I want to talk about. So I'm going to let your balloon fall because that was dumb, and I'm going to put my own out there. Now, of course, the precedent has now been set. No matter how much better looking your balloon is or how many times you bump it up, when you stare across to the other person, what are they going to do? They're going to let that thing fall to the ground and start the whole process all over. Well, how does a great conversation work? A great conversation on a topic does require one person to introduce that topic which I now understand is of some value to them. That's why they brought it up. I'm going to keep that thing going as long as they will. I'll bump it up with my hand once and make some follow-up comment about the weather. I'm validating that, hey, you chose a great thing to talk about, and I'd like to talk about that. And if they're still interested in it and they feel validated, they'll talk a little bit more about it. They're just keeping the balloon afloat from their side, and hey, I'll keep going. I am not going to let that balloon hit the floor. And when it's really working well, guess what happens? After a couple of exchanges, they will let that balloon fall to the floor. Hey, it was their balloon. They ran out of steam and let it fall. Then, in a great conversation, they will either ask a question that allows you to put a topic out there, or they may just be silent for a moment in a way that says, okay, your turn. What do you want to talk about? How great are those conversations? We talked about what mattered to you. I was able to express some things and learn some things. We talked about what's valuable to me now, and we move that back and forth. 
That is great conversation. So do your part on that. Never let their balloon hit the floor. Always leave that up to them. Okay, so let me talk about just one more thing here. Sometimes the conversation needs to be all about the other person. Sometimes you need to keep all of the balloons in your pocket. It doesn't mean the relationship will always be that way. It just means that today, on this occasion, it's not your time and it's not your turn. This people find very difficult, but I'm encouraging you and challenging you to practice it. In Romans chapter 12, the Bible says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Sometimes people are rejoicing over something great that has happened. They are so excited about their balloon. They want to talk to you about it for 10 minutes. It's life-changing. Sometimes they're weeping because they are dealing with some pain, some tragedy, or some loss. This is not a casual conversation. This isn't a situation where you talk about that a couple of times and then you blow up your own balloon and give your rejoicing story or your weeping story. This time it needs to be all about them. A big challenge is determining when you need to keep the balloons in your pocket because today this interaction is purely for their encouragement. And we'll get around to my situation next time. And in a healthy relationship, they will recognize when it's the right time to return that favor. So listen, next time you're in a conversation with someone, whether it's our first example where you're sharing stories, our second example where you're dealing with a common theme, or our third example where you're rejoicing or weeping with someone who's emotionally engaged, just take a second and think about our imagery this week and try to be the best conversationalist you can. Do your part to make a difference. And I have to tell you, because I've been trying this, you might just get a little bit of entertainment out of imagining that you're conversing with balloons. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.